Shachtan, an Indo Askelige. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erachor, Agasuligum, a Machan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestian Echo. Vien Talam again Omgrev, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. Yeah, having my head shoved into the uh, steps of the Ulster Bank in Ranla, called but of a gun put into the back of your skull, that's a moment where you go, okay, yeah, I think this one's up. How does a high-flying academic become one of Ireland's most prolific bank robbers? What I would see is the most important part of this still lies open. I'm Not Here to Hurt You, a brand new series from the award-winning team behind the Indo Daily. That November day, that's where it all, all begins. Out now, wherever you get your podcasts. This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to the left wing. So it all comes down to this to sign off the season. Munster are in Cape Town to play the Stormers in tomorrow's URC Grand Final. Munster, of course, looking to win their first trophy in 12 years in Graham Roundtree's first season as head coach. Will Peter O'Mahony lift his first cup as Munster captain after a decade in the role? Will it be a fairy tale ending for what's set to be Keith Earl's final game for Munster? Few expected them to make the final. But now that they're in it, there is just so, so much to play for. Well, Irish Independent Rugby correspondent Rory O'Connor has made the trip to Cape Town. Rory, there was talk at the start of the week that 5,000 Munster fans were making the trip. Dennis Leamy rounded that down during the week and said it's more likely to be around 2,000, which is still a fantastic sport. I know you've been flat to the mat now working since you arrived there, but what is the vibe like over there? There's huge excitement there. I think amongst the locals, there's huge excitement because it's the second final they've had here. You know, they set ticket prices very low to try and have a as diverse, as large a crowd as they could. John Dobson, the head coach, was just in doing a press conference and he said they could have sold this out four or five times. They could have set the ticket prices higher and, and had a and had a and still sold it out, but they they wanted to have a a crowd that reflects the population of all of Cape Town and this team is Cape Town's team and, and their whole motto is make Cape Town smile so there's a huge backing for the Stormers but around two and a half thousand is what I'm hearing now Munster fans have, have come over for this game which considering the cost involved the long haul flights getting time off it's, it's just an astronomical number I think you know for anyone to make this trip deserves huge credit because it's not it's not a cheap trip to make but look it's a great city there's lots of them around you can see there you know there's not great views off table mountain today the cloud is down over it but i think it's going to clear up tomorrow but there's loads to see and do it is one of the great cities in the world Sinead, i know you, you were here in 09 i think if i remember correctly then it's a great spot and it's a great place to visit and i i'm in the stadium now and it's a proper arena it's, it's a, an arena i know the pitch isn't great but it's an arena befitting a final the world cup the fifa world cup semi-final was here in 2010 you know it's a big game stadium it's going to be massive a massive event tomorrow and there's a real sense of that in the city have you got a look actually at the pitch yet because i know there have been plenty of concerns around the state of it i think it's more when you get down onto it you know from from up high it looks fine and the players jack crowley ben healy and connor murray are out there right now doing their kicking practice and um interestingly Stephen Kitsoff made an interesting remark he said it's a hard it's a hard stadium to chase a game on or sorry hard, hard pitch to chase a game on which 
we couldn't really quite interpret what he means by that, but it, I think it's definitely going to be a factor to some, you know, for better or worse tomorrow. As Graham Rountree said in his presser, look, you know, we play on pitches in the wet all the time. It's been raining here, it rained heavily here yesterday. There's kind of showers today. Tomorrow's supposed to be clear, but it won't do any good for a surface. They, play, they had a monster trucks event on it a couple of weeks ago, so that won't help anything. So it's um, it's not ideal the pitch. I mean, it, it apparently it gives at the worst possible times. Like you know, you you, you never apparently it goes when you don't when you least expect it. Connacht were here a couple of weeks ago, played some good rugby. The Stormers still scored loads of tries in that game. So it's not it, it'll be a factor, but I don't think either team is 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 kind of using it as a as an excuse just yet. Yeah. Uh, well, you've been there covering the Stormers and Munster press conferences there already today. Um, anything in particular stand out to you about those before we get into the team selections? Not really. The Stormers were very relaxed. I mean, Job Dobson, their their head coach, is a very kind of, um, you know, he's, a, he's an outgoing figure. He's quite, you know, he's, he had a bit of fun with it. Stephen Kitsoff, it's his final game for the Stormers, at least for now, because he's going to Ulster next year. They were talking about this is possibly the biggest game in the Stormers history, that they're embracing that. You know, they talked a lot about the video, the the, the infamous video that went around where Joseph Dweeba said he was going to F up Munster. And they kind of went, look, we, you know, we'd prefer if it hadn't been leaked. So we, we let Joseph down in that scenario. I'm sure most of our listeners have, have seen it, but um, Munster were much, much more playing it down. You know, like... It, I think Dobson said, I can understand why Munster would use it as motivation, but at the same time, Munster came out and said, look, we don't, you know, that we, we, we're not using that as our main motivation. Munster were more tense, although myself and, and the other Irish journalist, Simon, who's his here, got a, ch- a chance to chat to them later for tomorrow's papers. And they were more relaxed in that setting. There's definitely a confidence about them. Like they've, they've gone and won away from home over and over again in the last couple of weeks. It's been so, so impressive. Um, they're, they're in good form. They believe in themselves. They've knocked off Leinster, but they're also saying they've learned from previous finals. Mm. You know, they've been here before, final semifinals, and they haven't performed. If you think about losing to Glasgow in, in Ravenhill in 2015, losing to the, the Scarlets in what was it, 2017, in that final when they got blown away under Razi Erasmus, Leinster in the RDS in an empty stadium. They just got that wrong that they didn't land, lay a glove on Leinster. So they, they need to perform. They know that. And they, they kind of, you know, it. it a lot of it's tried and tested kind of stuff that we've heard before, but they're focusing on, they think that if they get too hyped up on the fact that this is a major chance to win a trophy, they won't actually perform. And, um, and look, you know, it's a cliche for a reason. There's obviously merit to it, but there's a steal about them. There's a, there's been a steal about them for a couple of weeks. They're a good team in good form, but they're facing a very, very good team. Also in very, very good form at home, backed by what was a 52 and a half thousand locals who be, who make lots and lots of noise. So it's, it's set up to be a real cracker. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, it sure is. Uh, so Munster have named their team. Three changes to the side that started the semi-final win over Leinster two weeks ago. So Conor Murray, Malachi Fekitoa and Calvin Nash are back in the starting team. Jack Crowley moves from the centre to out half. Orgy Snyman is on the bench, as is Keith Earls, uh, which means John Hodnett keeps his place in the back row, which is thoroughly deserving for him. I mean, he was excellent against Leinster. So Snyman to come off the bench, though, it's not a bad replacement either, I suppose. No, oh, he's excellent. And I think it, it is, I know Graham Rancher was asked in a press conference about whether it was, you know, Tygburn or, or G. Snyman. I do think it was more a case of Hodna played so well that if you were to include Snyman into the back row, you obviously have to keep Tygburn into the team. So you shift him to six, which shifts Peter Omani to seven and Hodna out of the team. And while Omani and Byrne are breakdown threats, um, you know, Hodnick gives you an awful lot with ball in hand as well. He's a tough tackler. He's a hard nosed player. Um, in that all cork back row, he's he's a he's a bit of a rough diamond. Hodnick. He's a bit of a Sean O'Brien type character. From you know, I, he reminds me a lot of him. And I know he hasn't got any Ireland recognition, but I think Munster really value him as a player. And and that's why I mean to keep Orgy Simon out of the team is is doing is quite saying something. Now, if Simon has had 
a couple of concussions recently. I think there's a bit of, you know, maybe a little bit of concern, maybe hold him back, give him half an hour to make an impact. He's only just back from that injury as well. It's only two or three months since he hadn't played for a couple of years, but he did look like he was growing into it. He, you know, he was making impacts on big games. He, you know, he made a big impact just before he came off in that Glasgow get quarterfinal. Having him to come in allows them to go for that 5-3 split on the bench. You know, Stormers are 6-2, six forwards, two backs. Munster have gone with Keith Earls, Ben Healy and Craig Casey, partly because Earls is such a good option. But again, they've gone with the form of Calvin Nash across the season, which is a big vote of confidence in two of their young players and is indicative of what they've done all season. And one of the real strengths of this Graham Roundtree team is that they've gone for informed young players whenever they've had the choice. And that's there's a lot to applaud at. Yeah, and the Stormers have named their team as well. So two changes aside, the start of the win over Connacht a few weeks ago. Marvin Ori comes into the second row and Dion Furry starts a blindside flanker and they really could play havoc with the with the Munster Mall. And so that's kind of five changes from the Stormers side. They were beaten 26-24 by Munster last month. Um, Herschel Yanchi starting at scrum half as well this time. We'll talk about their out half in a moment, Rory, but this really is a formidable side. It is, it is. And it's not... Um... It's not like it's dripping with Springboks. You know, the, the Sharks probably arguably have the more star-studded lineup, but it is a very strong, cohesive unit who, Razzy Rasmus did a press conference in Cape Town yesterday, managed to make it along, and he he coached the Stormers a couple of years ago, and he said he really struggled to get them on the same page. There's so many distractions in Cape Town, you know, kite surfing, all this sort of stuff, and it's really hard to get the players to focus in on, on what they do and, and get them together for a common cause. There's a lot of, you know... A, a lot of life to be lived in the city so getting players to focus in on what they're doing is really difficult whereas Dobson has got them into one into a unit he, he has you know they've lost a lot of Springboks over the last couple of years they've lost they're losing Stephen Kitts off their captain next year to Ulster because he because of money ostensibly you know Ulster made him a very compelling deal worth you know north of 600,000 euros so um they can't compete with that but what they can do is they can meld this group of players into a really um a team that the city of Cape Town is proud of, that a team that is dangerous. They've really, really good players. Lionel Zass on one wing, you know, Dion, uh, Damian Valemsa, fullbacks, really, really good players. Their centres are powerful, hard men. Their pack is strong, big. You know, there's ball playing ability in that too. And, and I know you're going to come back to him, but Manny Buck pulls the strings at, at 10. And, you know, it's they're a great team to watch. They're one of the, like, I think they've been one of the best additions of the four South African teams. They've been the best addition in terms of just. You know they're a bit, bit, they're almost appointment viewing now the Stormers. You want to you want to watch them no matter who they're playing against, and they their games against Irish teams have been really really interesting over the years. So it's a really good team. Connacht show that's got flaws as well. You know in that semi final, and Munster will look to exploit those flaws. They'll have watched that you know poured over that tape and found little ways that they can get in. And obviously they won here last month as well, which will stand to them the first of six away wins or six away games, five wins and a draw that they've gone on, which is just a a remarkable run of games. Yeah, and what about Libok then? Um, I mean, we're looking at those two kind of out of and Crowley obviously showed his temperament with that brilliant uh, drop goal against Leinster. Libok didn't have a great game, though, the, the last time he played against Munster in April. April, I think it was around five kicks at goal that he missed, but he has found his rhythm since and as well in that game against uh, Connacht. And look, as it would be for any opposition, but Leamy said as well this week that Libok is the guy that they must try and take away space and time from because he is such a threat. He is, and, and he, he has it. You know, if if you block off his passing routes, he'll go to the, go to the boot. He can break you open himself. We've got two of the... Two of the best young out halves in the world here, don't we? You know, Crowley 
is really Ireland's coming man now. You know, the way he nailed that drop goal. Spoke to Felix Jones about him yesterday and he was saying, you, you know, you can set, get that sense of calm from him. He just, from afar, from a distance, you can see that this guy is a player. You know, everyone who sees him, everyone within the game who sees him just, you know, sees the confidence that, that Jack Crowley brings to the table. And um, his battle, they're very different players, obviously, but um, Libok is, is more... I guess unpredictable. His lines of running are, are, are brilliant. He's, he plays with a beautiful style of play as well. You know, he, yeah, can he carve just lines, doesn't he? He's yeah, just... but he, probably less reliable with the boot. You know, I mean, and and, and that was the, the the flaw in his game against Munster a couple of weeks ago. And, and he nailed that kick to break Ulster's hearts last season. So it's not like he's, he's he's lacking any guts. You know, that was a tough kick and in tough circumstances, and it was a big moment for the Stormers. Um, it'll be a big. He'll play a big, big role. Obviously, it depends on the quality of ball he gets, the threats that Munster have on the deck. They'll go after them. They'll, you know, for all the size of the Stormers, Munster have a good mall themselves. You know, um, I think it's like the out half will have a big role, but there is there's a myriad of factors before he gets the ball that will kind of set, dictate the terms on which he's able to play the game. Yeah, of course. And you look at the Stormers front row. I mean, their captain, you know, Kitsoff, as you as you mentioned, Duiba, Franz Malherba. You know, so if the Stormers are going to f Munster up as we prom- as we've been promised, uh, the scrum in particular is an area where Munster will need to hold. So, what for you, Rory, are these key areas in this particular game? Well, I suppose don't drop the ball. You know, don't give them opportunities. Like you know, don't give away penalties and allow the, the stormers to either take scrums or kick to the corner, or win penalties. You know, don't manage the territory. You know, c- keep them playing the game in their own areas. Like you can't kick loosely to that back three. Valems is one of the best players in the world. He's a really good counter attacking player. Excellent guy to have. You know, at the, you know, at receiving a bad kick. You know, so Connor Murray and and Crowley need to be really accurate with their with their with their kicking. But they just hold on to that ball. Don't give them opportunities to scrum. Look, Stephen Archer did really well down here a couple of weeks ago. Lockman's are, you know, playing very well. Dermot Barron's playing very well, but it gets a bit more tricky when you start introducing the bench. You know, Josh Richardy's having a good season, but he's quite small, you know, up against these massive South Africans. And Roman Salanoa, while he doesn't lack size or power, is still just very experienced and he does cough up, um, does get under pressure in these. And I wouldn't be surprised if Archer goes, you know, quite deep into this game. But at some stage, they're going to have to unleash Salanoa and it's like Salanoa will win game line for you he'll carry hard you know he's a really athletic dynamic forward but that he's still you know he came to the game late you know he's he, he's he's still a bit of a project in, in, in many ways and, and having him on the bench in the final against South African teams they'll see that as an opportunity and a weakness if they've done their research they'll see that as an opportunity but you're bringing on Slyman behind them that's, per- that's surely part of the thinking you know you've got a powerful tight head lock behind them they'll scrummage as an eight and Munster have had this issue all season and they've just kind of managed through it like it hasn't come back as to be a major flaw but as we saw last week with Leinster, when you get to the final, your flaws are exposed ruthlessly by the best teams. And that's where there's, there's danger. Yeah, there sure is. Um, overall, like Rory, it's just been such a mad season for Munster, considering where it all started. New coaching team. There was a time off for a wedding just before the start of the season. The Emerging Ireland Tour, which involved uh, 10 Munster players. They lost five of their opening URC games, five of their seven opening URC games. Uh, there was talk they wouldn't make the Champions Cup next season. Then there was that win over South Africa's select side in Cork last November. They were knocked out of the Champions Cup by the Sharks in South Africa. Then that incredible win and draw uh, in South Africa, as you mentioned earlier, which saved their season last month they've excelled on the road uh, really and they really are just um, finishing the season like a juggernaut really no, they are. They are, and they've got that momentum behind them. You know, it's it's. Um, I wrote them off earlier in the season, said they were going to qualify for Europe. You know, and I'm quite happy to have that egg on my face yeah. because it's 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 a 
it's a great achievement for them. It's they've proved all their doubters wrong. They can happily, you know, they cannot use that old GA cliche that, that you know they've been writing us off all year. They, <laughs> even Roundtree said like they, they they were fighting to get into Europe a couple of weeks ago. Then they, they ended up finishing fifth on the back of that tour to South Africa, which was really, really impressive. And they could easily have said, right, that's that's it, we're done, you know, and, and knock on in a run because the run was so hard. But they went to Glasgow, won, went to the Aviva, beat Leinster, you know, in you know, having been behind for a lot of the game, clutch kick, you know, like this, and it's young players who are making big plays for them as well. So finals are hard to get to, they're hard to win. You've got to perform on the day, and that's been a big focus from Peter Romani and Graham Rowntree today. But they do feel, it does feel like they're in a really good space going into this game. And I do think they're going to give this a really, really good shot. Yeah, but look, we know and we were reminded last week that, you know, rugby doesn't do fairy tale endings. Um, you know, look, and I know very few expected Munster to make this final, but there are real live storylines around it now. I mean, Keith Earls, it's likely to be his last game for Munster. Ben Healy's last game too for Munster. Uh, people like Peter Mahoney, who, who's never won anything with Munster. And you think back to how the season started and those tears of O'Mahony after that series win after the third test over New Zealand and how incredible it would be if it finishes, if he finishes tomorrow again in the Southern Hemisphere, more tears of joy. Uh, what a way that would be. How do you see this game going, uh, Rory? And what kind of chances are you giving Munster? I could give them a really, really good chance because they're they're a really, really good team and they're informed, they're in momentum. They've got young players playing well. They've got an experienced core of players who've been in finals and lost, but they've also won a lot with Ireland. You know, it doesn't guarantee anything. We saw that again last week, but there is reasons for them and their travelling support to really believe, but they've got to get it right on the day. And look, if they don't get it right, then Stormers will beat them. And, you know, they have enough experience of being beaten out the gate by Leinster in 2021, by Scarlets in 2017, by um, Glasgow and Ulster in 2015. Even the fact that it's three finals in 11 years, like that just shows how rare an opportunity this is, that they just got to embrace the pressure of that and thrive and go out and try and silence this home crowd, try and make the Stormers team doubt itself to get on top, you know, get the crowd on top of them. It's um, it's an enormous opportunity, but it's 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 a difficult one. Like, I haven't looked at the odds. I presume the Stormers are favourites, but I think everyone who's seen Munster recently, who knows this Munster group, has a feeling that they can perform here, that they've been through so much this season, whether it's that Sharks game away where they collapsed in the heat and I do think the heat was a massive factor that day whether it was that poor start that it's brought them all closer together and and the selection policy where they've challenged and, and kind of backed the young players ahead of the guys with caps at times and brought that's brought the best out of those players it's all culminating in, in on one big day in Cape Town tomorrow will it be enough I honestly don't know I think they've got a really really good chance and it would be a great thing for Irish rugby in the World Cup year when South Africa and Ireland's pool for Munster to go and do it with you know and it would be great you know, great timing with that Ireland squad being named early next week for someone like Crowley John Hodnett Shane Daly Calvin Nash, Calvin Nash move, yeah. Andy Farrell's dial you know so there's so much on, on the line here there's so much at stake and I think it's gonna be a really good game why not let's go Munster I, th- I, th- I think they have I think they have what it takes to go and do it Okay, great stuff. Well, you called it right last week uh, with La Rochelle as well. So uh, we are going to be back um, after the game tomorrow with a podcast. Fingers crossed, internet and everything uh, is working okay for us, Rory. But, uh, yeah, no power cuts, hopefully. No power cuts. Uh, enjoy your time there. Enjoy your night there tonight, Rory. Uh, so keep an eye on your left-wing podcast feed for that after the game tomorrow. 5.30 Irish time kickoff for that game. Thanks for listening. This is an Irish independent podcast.